0: Chip washes, it's real talk, man is real talk, with your main Chip Washington, when it comes to information, the main got an arsenal, bring you up to speed, with what you need, he's a local and nationwide news feed, let's talk about it, talk about dialect it. to do something about it, Chip got the flow wide open, if you got questions about it, man, it's the show that brings you to your raw, to solve all problems.
1: And here we go, here we go, here we go on this Monday, the first Monday of May 2021. You are listening to Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to be here, very happy to be anywhere because, you know, it has always been said that it is better to be seen than to be viewed. I hope that you and yours are doing well, and I hope that everything is going well for you. Speaking of going well, before I even get too deep into this tonight... I want to congratulate the staff of WYXR 91.7 FM. You know, last week was pledge week, right? And they had a goal of $20,000. Well, they just blew that right out of the water. They exceeded their goals. Uh, I think it was about $35,000. So thank you, Mid South. Thank you, Memphis. Thank you, any, everybody who contributed uh, to this fine community radio station uh thank you thank you thank you because hey without you there would be no us and uh to all the folks that work here um not just the big three uh robbie jb and shelby but the volunteers and all the folks who are on the air and behind the mic uh thank you all as well a very very successful uh event and uh that's uh that's good stuff here um Oh my goodness. Uh, all these sponsors going on here for, for, for the month of May. We loaded for Bear, uh, Sterling Building Specialist, Crosstown Dental, Involved Client Services, Grinder, Tabber Grinder. That's interesting to say. Next is <laughs> Bible and Tire Record Company and Mimfo Fest. Absolutely. Mempho Fest. And uh, speaking of Mempho Fest, they they uh, they they ran down their uh, list of uh, acts and we'll be popping them in from time to time uh, uh, as well. And uh, so it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So anyway, uh, I hope, as I said, you're doing well. It was warm today, was it not? My goodness, pushing 90 degrees, upper 80s. That just means that we have storms heading our way tonight and overnight and into tomorrow and some of those storms might have a bit of a pop to them so just be weather conscience as conscious as you would or you know as they tell you uh and uh if you have weather radios you might want to keep them tuned uh because uh you know we're at that time of year spring storms are nothing to play with they are pretty tough stuff hey uh we have a pretty good show tonight uh i think Uh, that you will like it. I hope that you will. I did. and Well, I picked him, so, yeah, I think I'll like him. Uh, Mark Morial is my first guest. He is the former mayor of the city of New Orleans. I want to say two or three times. I know he was at least two-time mayor. He might have been three-time mayor of New Orleans. He is now currently the president and CEO of the National Urban League. And we're going to talk a lot about civil rights and uh, the path forward uh, with the new administration that his organization is expecting. So we'll we'll, we'll do that in a few minutes. Uh, Also on the show tonight, we're going to talk to a young lady who has... Uh, been around Memphis and the Mid-South for quite some time. Uh, she is an entrepreneur. She is a radio station owner. She is the president and CEO of the Juneteenth Festival. And we're going to talk about that festival in particular tonight because it, it has changed venues for the first time in quite a while. Her name is Talisa Franklin, and she will join me in the second half of the show. And uh, someone I'm very excited to talk to, um coming up as well his name is samayan sampali and he is 15 years old he is a sophomore at um houston high school in germantown and he has kind of made all of us become more conscious and aware of what is going on out here in our world he is of indian descent And if you haven't been living under a rock for the past two weeks, you understand uh, what is going on in the country of India right now in terms of COVID-19. I mean to tell you thousands and thousands of people, three to four thousand new cases every single day um, on that uh, in in that country. Uh, Hundreds and hundreds of folks dying every single day. They don't have oxygen. They don't have the proper supplies. Uh, They are really Really struggling. Well, this young man, all of age 15, has decided to uh, create a GoFundMe account, COVID 19 support for India. Uh, and it is, uh, I guess, uh, the, the, with the uh, hashtag uh, Beyond Inequity. In, I'm sorry, Beyond Inequality. Uh, support for India, Beyond Inequality. And yeah, you can say that again. Well, he started a GoFundMe page two days, I think two or three days ago, uh, with a goal of $10,000. He's gotten almost halfway there already. Uh, So we're going to talk to him, what made him decide uh, to be involved in this effort, uh, what made him decide to decide that he wanted uh, to raise money uh, for such uh, an impoverished country that is going through such deep trauma right now in terms of Uh, infections and lies and deaths and everything else so very impressive i'm i'm looking forward to talking to him as well and there's a backstory to that too but we'll get to that a little bit later on but as we always do news and notes and before i even get started may nation may like the month of may like this month may nation rise up now I, i i say that because i i think may is a fine month for, for, for almost anything, I just think May is a damn fine month. I really, really do. I don't know exactly why, but it'll probably come into focus a little bit further down into the month. But anyway, <laughs> if you're celebrating a birthday, an anniversary, or a special occasion in the month of May, or at least uh, this past weekend or today, congratulations to each and every one of you. I hope you had a wonderful time. I'm, I'm, I'm over here at the uh, Crosstown Concourse, and I saw a couple of folks walk out of here with some caps and gowns on. So that does remind me that, uh, you know, not only do I have a couple of seniors in Adam and Marquette uh, working with me, but, uh, yeah, we're getting close to graduation time here. Yeah, a lot of folks about to get on out of here. Marquette's leaving us and going to Atlanta and has absolutely no remorse at all. (laughs) 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 <laughs> In his choice, <laughs> none whatsoever. He's going to Clark Atlanta. We are very, very, very proud of him. Uh, so quick news and notes um, before we uh, jump into the big broadcast tonight. Uh, many of you probably heard a very tragic story. A uh, woman by the name of Laurentia Reed on Friday uh, stabbed uh, her 10-year-old daughter. Unfortunately, uh, she died. And she also stabbed her 18-year-old sister, Uh, The little girl was identified as Kamari Reed. Uh, She, of course, uh, this is an extraordinarily tragic uh, story. Uh, The mother is charged with uh, first-degree murder and attempted murder, uh, of course, of her daughter and her 18-year-old sister. Uh, There's going to be some mental evaluation involved in that, I'm sure, but that is extraordinarily tragic for the family and all those concerned, and uh, we offer... Uh, our prayers uh, to them during this extremely difficult time. Also, if you remember about a week or so ago uh, that uh, a young lady got into a bit of a dispute at a daycare facility here in town, actually fired a shot into the daycare. Uh, No one was hurt. No one was hit. No one was injured. Thank the Lord. But Uh, Deja Taylor um, is the young lady's name who got into an altercation with somebody who worked at the facility. Uh, She turned herself in, and now she is going to make – well, she made a court appearance today. Uh, Her bond has been set at $250,000. Now, there's been some debate and some discussion about, okay, she was charged with, I believe, 63 counts, I don't know, of, uh, of aggravated assault or something to that effect. Uh, Fifty-five children were in the daycare at the time, and then the rest were staff uh, members—you um, know, folks who worked there. Uh, so, I guess the question is, and you can ponder it in your mind: Was it? I mean, did she deserve to be charged with sixty-three counts? Um, I don't know, but um, that's kind of what happened. And as I said, she's in jail on a quarter of a million dollars bond. Uh, so, we will see how all that t- shakes out. Uh, have you noticed if you walk around the streets or if you're just kind of kind of feeling the vibe, things are starting to pop back into normal a bit around here. Uh, you we're talking about uh, this past weekend there was the St. Paddy's Day Parade on Beale Street, and there were hundreds and hundreds of people out there enjoying themselves, having a good time. Not a lot of masks going on. Um, but but you can sort of feel the vibe, right? Things are starting to percolate here. Uh, concerts are being planned, and some of the major events uh, uh, are, are starting to 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 formulate as well. Uh, next week, uh, the Memphis and May Barbecue Cooking Contest uh, will be in town. Shelby's going, yeah um next weekend and uh, it'll be scaled down but nonetheless there will still be plenty of folks out there and plenty of food and plenty of drinks so you know govern yourselves accordingly my friends um as i said earlier uh we are we're gonna talk a little bit later about the annual juneteenth urban music festival uh, which, by the way, um, Juneteenth uh, has been declared a holiday, county holiday uh, this year. Um, but um, there is going to be a move. Uh, it has been at Robert Church Park uh, for many years, and it is going to be moving to health sciences Park. parking. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, a little bit later on uh, in the show with uh, Talisa Franklin. Um, I was... And I said earlier, but but I'm serious about this. Uh, we do have some storms moving in late tonight, overnight tonight, and into tomorrow as well. Uh, according to the weather, folks, uh, could be a bit on the severe side. So uh, one needs to take heed uh, in terms of, of that. Hang on just a second. See, When I get text messages from folks, I have to kind of figure out exactly. Uh, What's going on? Okay, Uh, my first guest is waiting to be let into the Zoom. So, Adam, let's go to break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. When we come back, we're going to kick things off. The show resumes right after this break.
3: Looking for some place to showcase your talents while learning about the radio broadcasting industry at the same time? Well, bring your talents to The Roar and WYXR. Join The Roar, the University of Memphis student-led radio live stream, where you can serve as a DJ, work in news or sports, as well as several other creative opportunities. We are also looking for U of M students to serve as interns with WYXR 91.7 FM. For general information or questions regarding WYXR or The Roar, please email us at theroar at memphis.edu. Must be a current student or a recent graduate of the University of Memphis. Support for WYXR comes from Crosstown Brewery. Now available, the Studio Session IPA, raised by sound, was brewed in collaboration with WYXR. A percentage of all sales benefit our station. For more information, visit crosstownbrewery.com.
4: Crosstown Concourse was founded on the idea that we are all better when we are together, which can be difficult these days. Luckily, Concourse has over 1 million square feet of indoor and outdoor space, so you can spread out while you hang out, eat out, or work out. Learn more at crosstownconcourse.com.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this first Monday in May. I am your humble host Chip Washington and I am very very happy to have our first guest with us. He is the former mayor of the city of New Orleans which is one of my favorite spots to hang out. He is currently the president and CEO of the National Urban League. He is Mark Morial and Mark are you there?
4: I'm right here man. Good to be with you Chip. Thank you and Good afternoon and good evening to Memphis.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely that. And thank you again for taking some time because I know how busy a man you are. So we're going to jump right into it and talk about a few things. Uh, Of course, obviously, recently we have uh, been dealing with a series of events that none of us really uh, wanted to deal with. Uh, I did see you, um, your presence at the uh, Derek Chauvin trial uh, for George Floyd. I saw you there. Um, I also uh, saw you, I believe, at the funeral of, uh, forgive me, Dante Dante Wright. Dante Dante Wright in Minnesota, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. And of course, uh, today they had the funeral uh, for Andre Brown Jr. So I guess I want to start out by asking you, you know, when you see these events that have happened, and it seemed like it's been a minute, but they've been back to back to back. What goes through you? What do you think about it,
4: it? My stomach turns. My gut is wrenched. My sadness and anger collide. My feeling that this is not right. This is not fair. That this is nothing but a 21st century lynching. Mm. That's what really goes through my mind. And uh, it, it means we have to stop it. We have to protest and litigate and act activate and vote, mm-hmm. call on public officials at the at, at every single level, and we have to hold these police officers who kill our brothers and sisters accountable. Mm-hmm. Th- these are criminal activities. Uh, you know, Andrew Brown, the young man in uh, Elizabeth City, North Carolina,
1: mm-hmm.
4: was shot in the back of the head.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And common sense, as well as most Police department have protocols that you don't shoot into a moving car, right,
1: right? Because
4: the consequences of could be so great. The idea that people could get killed. This was uh, a botched effort to execute an arrest warrant for "quote unquote" the sale of narcotics. Mm-hmm. That's what it was.
1: Yes, yes.
4: And in the Derek Chauvin case, nine minutes and twenty nine seconds. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. in that instance, for once, because of the conviction, justice was done in that instance. Accountability uh, has taken place in that instance, but we await the sentencing. It remains to be seen if this judge has the courage to, if you will, uh, carry out an appropriate sentence, which uh, I think should be higher than the guidelines because of the aggravating circumstances. He refused Derek Chauvin to even show any compassion of George Floyd when he yelled out dozens of times that he could not breathe so
1: exactly yeah.
4: uh, my gut is wrenched as as is yours as is people all across this community sure and all across the nation not just black people but black people certainly but anyone that favors justice or fairness cannot cannot look at this and not believe that an injustice is being done uh, for me, this goes all the way back to Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown and Tamir Rice and Eric Garner.
1: Just goes and on and on. It's
4: been a series. It's been a pandemic. It's been a pattern uh, of uh, of uh, of brutality, misconduct, and abuse. The video cameras, the body cameras, are catching these acts right in the cult.
1: That's true. And
4: so we fought for these body cams six, seven years ago, and now that they're becoming more commonly used, the truth, as we expected, the truth will come out. But my hope is that those who are in law enforcement who are listening or who are watching this will not feel a responsibility to associate themselves with brutal cops and that they will recognize that they have a duty right. to intervene. They have a duty to blow the whistle. Right. They have a duty not to stand by a dirty cop right. or a bad right. cop, but to stand by their oath of office, which is to protect and serve and the, the citizens of the community exactly uh, where they work.
1: So we are speaking with uh, Mark Morial. He is the president and CEO of the national urban league and, You brought up some very good points, but I I did hear you not too long ago talk about uh, your role in terms of helping to get uh, the current president elected. But you also had uh, an agenda of things that you wanted to see uh, him move forward with. Can you talk a little bit about uh, some of the some of the uh, initiatives and things that you'd like to see moving forward? So
4: we laid out for President Biden when he was a candidate for public office, we did the National Urban League, as did many of us in the civil rights community. Mm-hmm. Those things we wanted to see the president uh, carry out if he was elected. Right. I think at uh, the one hundred day mark, he's met my early expectations for the most part, not with absolute perfection, but right. with with an energy mm-hmm. and a passion. His cabinet is diverse. He has also appointed two uh, civil rights leaders. Vanita Gupta and Kristen Clark to important positions in the Department of Justice, right. Uh, he has uh, uh, appointed black women, Marsha Fudge, Cecilia Rouse, Susan Rice, to name a few mm-hmm. to important roles in his administration. Uh, he has been very upfront about white supremacy, white nationalism, and the necessity for the nation to commit to racial justice. Uh, he's appointed three black women, to the federal bench as his first judicial appointees. So, but there is work to be done. We need the minimum wage bill uh, to pass. It's out of the house, pending in the Senate. We need the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Right. It's out of the house, it's stalled in the Senate. Mm-hmm. Uh we need uh the two democracy bills, the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Uh, to pass. One of them's already out of the House waiting in the Senate. Is there a pattern here? Yeah, the pattern is is that the United States Senate has erected what in effect is a naval blockade uh, against that legislation that we know the president is committed to and that we need uh, for this nation and for this community. So we have to continue to work uh, and fight and more specifically what stands in the way Is not the United States Senate, but the Senate filibuster Mm -hmm. stands in the way of meaningful, substantial legislation. We are in a new time uh, in American history, and bipartisanship is nice, but the goal should be to pass meaningful legislation. Bipartisanship, to me, is not an end. It's only a means to an end. Simply because something is, quote, bipartisan doesn't mean that it's better than something that isn't. We have to fix the problems in this nation, yeah. the deep, 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 if you will, economic divide that exists. Mm-hmm. We have to rebuild coming out of COVID. 11 million Americans out of work. Right. Large numbers of black Americans and brown Americans, uh, not only out of work, have lost their lives
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, in this pandemic, as have, as have many. Mm-hmm. There is work to do. You will hear hype from some saying the economy is fine. It's coming back. For the wealthiest Americans, for the best-off Americans, certainly they worked from home. They didn't miss a paycheck. They got through the pandemic. Those are not the experiences of most people. Those are not the experiences of those who have historically been locked out and left out. And that's where the National Urban League is going to continue to work. So we give the president a good marks. He's got Cedric Richmond, uh, who is from New Orleans, and also someone with whom I have worked for many, many years. Right. Uh, in his inner circle. Right. So this president has probably beat uh, many people's expectations uh, in terms of how he has gotten off to a quick and, and, an, uh, and an assertive start, which is what you have to do when you're president. Uh, and And this is not about perfection. What this is about is whether this president is going to live up to what he said he would do as a candidate. Mm-hmm. And so far, uh, at this early, early juncture, uh, he's met the, the National Urban League's expectations.
1: So he's taking uh, steps in the right direction. And, and uh, we're spending the last couple of minutes with uh, Mark Morial. He is the president and CEO of the National Urban League. So as we continue to uh, to march forward, um, there's clearly a lot on, on the plate uh, but uh, let me just ask you one final question: If you can, if you can project, say a year out, uh, what would you like to see um, as the template of this country, um, say about a year from now?
4: Well, I think I'd like to see us, you know, move towards full uh, uh, employment with an increase in the minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act passed. And the For the People Act like, to stop voter suppression to protect democracy. Right. And I'd like to see uh, uh, substantial uh, uh, movement in the direction of police reform with the passage of the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. And I might add, uh, action at the local level, which for those who are interested, the National Urban League has released its 21 pillars for police reform plan that, is available at NUL.org, our website, okay. so that people can be a part of making this change and bringing about this change. And I want to shout out the leader of the Memphis Urban League, Tanya Sesley Bayman,
1: Absolutely. who is my
4: colleague in, in Memphis, and thank her for all her hard work and her leadership as well tonight also.
1: Well, listen, we thank you for all your hard work and your leadership, and more importantly, uh, your passion for equity, uh, for all. And, uh, I really, once again, want to thank you for taking time. Cause I know you're, by the way, you have a crack staff because they have texted me twice <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and wanted to make sure that you were on. I finally texted them. I said, we're talking now. They were like, Phew! <laughs> good. <laughs> you, yeah. Guys. Well, Hey,
4: they're on it because we got to transition to two more meetings, uh, later this evening. In, in fact, one in a few minutes, but I want to thank you and uh, thank the people of Memphis, uh, and appreciate you, uh, creating an opportunity for me to bring some thoughts uh, to your listeners tonight. God bless you and everyone stay safe and stay healthy.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Really appreciate it. Mark Morial, president, CEO of the national urban league, League. our guest. Uh, When we come back after this uh, short break, we're going to roll on the big broadcast. Next, we're going to talk to a 15 year old young man uh, who has really dedicated uh, his uh, time and dedication uh, to the motherland of which he hails, which is India. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. We'll take a quick break, and we will be right back.
5: Are you a University of Memphis student who is looking for some place to showcase your talents while learning about the radio broadcasting industry at the same time? Well, bring your talents to The Roar and WYXR. Join The Roar, the University of Memphis student-led radio live stream, where you can serve as a DJ, work in news or sports, or other creative roles. We are also looking for U of M students to serve as interns with WYXR 91.7 FM, the university's radio partnership with Crosstown Concourse and The Daily Memphian. For more information or questions regarding WYXR or The Roar, please email us at theroar at memphis.edu.
3: Support for WYXR comes from Crosstown Concourse, offering over 1 million square feet of climate-controlled space to freely run, walk, or jog, take in a YMCA class, or grab and explore a bike share ride on the nearby v and Green Line. For more information, visit crosstownconcourse.com.
4: The stuff that WYXR brings to the airwaves is already playing in the parking lots and basements where the next generation's journey is just getting started. And we can't imagine building the brands we do without the role music played in our lives. No matter what kind of art you make, music is what sets you on your path. Loaded for Bear, it's proud to support WYXR and community radio everywhere.
3: Support for WYXR comes from the Orpheum Theatre Group, presenting Candlelight Concerts, an outdoor experience. On Friday, May 14th, local singer-songwriter Amy LeVere will take the stage. Her multi-genre style and piercing lyrics are the perfect complement to A Night Under the Stars. For more information, visit orpheum-memphis.com. I'm like the others that wandered
4: The River Series returns to the amphitheater at the Maria Montessori School in Harbortown on May 22nd with Amy LeVere and Will Sexton. More information and tickets at riverseries.org. Brought to you by Wiseacre Brewing, Cordelia's Market, Regional One Health, and Ghana Records.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. This is Chip Washington, and uh, I am very happy to have you with me on this Monday evening. We just uh, wrapped up a conversation with uh, Mark Morial, the president and CEO of uh, the National Urban League, and got his thoughts on some things, and now we're going to shift directions. I saw this story Um, And well, let me let me back up. Uh, Many of you are still aware that COVID-19 is still, uh, you know, a global pandemic, no more so than in India, where uh, we have seen daily uh, thousands. They they break a new record every day in, in terms of thousands of new cases, three plus thousand, four plus thousand yesterday, new cases. Uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of death, and if you've watched any television and you've seen CNN or any of the other broadcasts you have seen uh, up close and personal uh, the, the just the extraordinary sadness and tragedy that is going on over there right now. Well that has compelled one young man here uh, in Shelby County, uh, Germantown to be exact, uh, to um, not stand on the sidelines but to get involved and get involved in a way that could actually mean something uh, to someone else. Uh, his name is Samayan Sampali and he is 15 years old. He is a sophomore at Houston high school and it's You there? Yes, sir. Well, listen, first of all, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And thank you mom for me for giving you permission. I, I, I appreciate yeah, her. Thank you for having me. A- a- absolutely. So, uh, you are of uh, Indian descent. Am I correct? Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I want to ask you first and foremost, watching this or whatever relatability you have uh, to this, besides being this your native countryland, um, What I mean, I mean, I mean, how were you affected by what you have seen and are seeing today?
6: I mean, it's pretty sad. I think the thing that affected me most was seeing all those uh,
1: bodies in the streets. Yes. Because they didn't have anywhere to bury them. Mm-hmm. Bury
6: them. So I think that's what affected me the most, I'd say.
1: Well, um, you know, so it affected you in a, in, a, in a way that you decided that you wanted to reach out and you wanted to do something to try to help those folks. So tell me about uh, your thought process and what you decided to do.
6: So I decided to start a GoFundMe. Um, because I realized that even five dollars could save someone's life mm-hmm. with a PPE or just a simple hospital bed. Um, th- you could save someone's life. And so I decided to start the GoFundMe to raise enough money to where we could make a, a impact on a larger scale. And um, that's why I decided to start the GoFundMe.
1: So you started the GoFundMe when? When exactly? Friday evening. Friday evening, and it is. I'm looking at my clock, it's 6 35 p.m. Central Time. Uh, at this moment in time, how much money have you raised so far?
6: $4,600.
1: $4,600. You started this on Friday night, and what is your goal? $10,000. Ten thousand dollars, and do you have any idea in terms of the uh, say you you reach your goal? Because I believe you're going to reach it. Because I know um, not only folks in the mid south who uh, have been affected and are affected by what they see uh, are going to step up and help you with that. But what do you think that ten thousand uh, dollars could do over there to help in this situation? You
6: know, oxygen tanks have uh, the costs of them have gone up. Exponentially, and um, I think we're going to prevent a lot of preventable deaths.
1: Well, you know, they, they they're they're averaging I, I think hundreds and hundreds of deaths per day, and I think what really moved me um, when I saw some of the coverage was I saw a reporter actually standing in a yard or, or in an area where a cremation a cremation area where they have to cremate uh, where they're cremating the bodies, and they don't really have enough room for that. I mean, have, I mean how do you feel when you see something like that?
6: I mean, it's sad, you know, because, you know, people have loved ones and it's heartbreaking because they don't even they can't even have a proper, you know, funeral service for them because the funeral services are overwhelmed and it's pretty sad.
1: What is it that you want people to know uh, here that may not know? Now, um, we did talk during the break. Your grandmother uh, did contract COVID, but I'm to also understand, uh, is, is she on the mend? Is she recovering? Is she feeling better? Yeah, she's doing pretty good. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so, I mean, what is it that, uh, you know, when you obviously you sort of experienced it firsthand in in terms of a a family member. But but what should people know about what is going on in India uh, in terms of this uh, horrific virus? What should people here know about that and what they can do to try to help?
6: Um, you know, uh, we don't think these kind of things are going to happen to us or the people that are close to us until they actually happen. And you know, we also don't live in a bubble. You know, we saw it with the UK strain, the South African strain, and now the India strain. That if we're going to get out of this, we all have to step up and collaborate.
1: Well, and play our part. Well, a- absolutely that, and you're and you're playing your part. Now, before we get out of here, I need you to give people. The information they need and go to uh, GoFundMe on the Facebook page. Give them whatever information they need in terms of uh, reaching out and contributing to what it is you're trying to do.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh
6: The GoFundMe link is gofundme.com backslash India Relief.
1: Okay. Okay. So they can, so I say that one more time, just just in case somebody didn't hear that. Said, okay.
6: gofundme.com dot backslash India Relief.
1: Okay, and so they can go there and 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 as per usual GoFundMe. There's all they can. There's a link to donate, and and all the information is there, and all of the money that you are raising is going to go directly to to who? Uh,
6: so, uh, with Oxfam, a um charity that's working on the ground in India uh-huh. through Oxfam America all the money will be routed to Oxfam India uh-huh. and um, that's where it'll be used
1: well I tell you what um, it, it it really is and you know and I don't want to you know make you feel you know embarrassed or anything but but I have to admit that I don't know too many 15 year olds that have the, the heart to give uh, like you do and, and and the heart to help others that that uh, that you do, um, I saw on the page it said COVID nineteen support for India, hashtag beyond inequality. What do you mean by that?
6: Well, um, India is one of those countries where yeah you know if you kind of look at some of the situations where people live yeah and, you know slums you know, they don't have access to all these basic medical equipment, like, say, masks here, which are available by the plenty. Um, And, you know, they're just not as fortunate as we are here in the States. And that doesn't mean that somebody should have to choose between life and death because they don't have access to some of the things we have here.
1: Absolutely amazing. So, you know, once again, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you want to actually give to something that will make you feel good about it. And I want you to know, young man, and I'm going to donate as well. I didn't say that for any other reason other than uh, your story touched me. Uh, if you all uh, did not catch uh, him on uh, Fox 13 News, that was it last night that the story was on? Yes. Sir. Yeah. Uh, you should go to the website and uh, check him out and uh, check out the story about what he's trying to do. Uh, Samaya, listen, I know that... Um, this is going to be a, a successful uh, enterprise for you. And I, at some something tells me it's, it's not going to be the end of for you in terms of help and assistance, but I know that you are a tuba player, and I know that you have practice at 7 o'clock, so I'm going to let you uh, get, get get back and get ready for that, but, but thank you so much for taking some time to uh, talk to our listening audience, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll be keeping tabs on it, and uh, I, I believe by the time I'm on the air next Monday, I'll be saying that you have reached your goal and maybe even beyond, but thanks so much for, for, for coming on. I appreciate it okay? I'm hoping for it. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Take care. Take care. Well, now, you know, I'm all about trying to help other folks in whatever way it is that we try to do that. Um, This particular effort by this young man uh, deserves to be recognized, and and as I said, uh, I am going to donate as soon as I get off the air, as a matter of fact, and um, if you care about your fellow man or your fellow woman or your fellow child uh, and what they're going through, particularly in that country. I know we know we have issues here in this country, but I think a lot of times we need to reach outside of ourselves and to try to help other people. And I'm praying that 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 is the case uh, with uh, Samayan uh, Sompali and his uh, effort to try to help those folks over in the country of India. With that, we are going to take our final break. And when we come back, we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about the Juneteenth Festival with my good friend, Miss Talisa Franklin. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. You know who you are. Take one final break and be right back.
6: Support for WYXR comes from Crosstown Brewery. Now available, the Studio Session IPA, Raised by Sound. Brewed in collaboration with WYXR. For more information, crosstownbrewery.com.
3: Support for WYXR comes from Crosstown Concourse, offering over 1 million square feet of climate-controlled space to freely run, walk, or jog, take in a YMCA class, or grab an explore a bike share ride on the nearby v and Green Line. For more information, visit crosstownconcourse.com.
4: The River Series returns to the amphitheater at the Maria Montessori School in Harbortown on May 22nd with Amy LeVere and Will Sexton. More information and tickets at riverseries.org. Brought to you by Wiseacre Brewing, Cordelia's Market, Regional One Health, and Ghana Records.
1: And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis. I am your host, Chip Washington. Been a great show so far. And my next guest is pretty great as well. Uh, She has been, if if you've been around Memphis and Mid-South for a while, uh, you know her. She has been a media, a radio personality. She has been an entrepreneur. She's a CEO. She does just too many things for one particular person person or individual that's why i think she's cloned but we'll talk about that in a minute so i would like to welcome to the program my friend miss talisa franklin talisa hi hey jim how are you <laughs> i'm doing <laughs> she's tickled i'm doing Your well
5: introduction is crazy yeah well
1: <laughs> you're you're let me tell you something you're you're a busy person and having said that thank you so much for taking a few minutes to come on the show i appreciate you
5: I'm excited. I'm honored to always just to be a part of great people. And you're just one
1: of those great guys. Oh, that's just so nice. So listen, um, you know, uh, we you you actually run, you own and run a radio station in this town. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yes. But you made some news on Friday. Y'all had a press conference, you and uh, uh, Van Turner, president of the local NAACP chapter, about the upcoming Juneteenth. Uh, festival event. and uh, in, in in and I'm not gonna steal the thunder in reference to that, but I will say that uh, it's a bit different this year in terms of location. so I'll let you take the floor from there.
5: Absolutely, and definitely uh, this location was fitting for Juneteenth, being that this year is the first year that the state, the county, And the city has recognized Juneteenth, right? Yes. I have been the uh, leader of the Juneteenth Festival for now the last eight years, Mm -hmm. but we've been in existence for 28 years. Glenn Jones Reeves passed me the torch eight years ago, so I'm going into my ninth year is right and so wow, on this okay. year, we was like, okay, what can we do? Uh, Juneteenth, of course, it started in Douglas Park, where it was the first black park where black people can play golf. So there was so much history there. Sure. Then we moved it to downtown Memphis, uh, Robert R. Church Park, and we know the, the millionaire did all the great things he did for our amazing city. And then I was like, you know, anybody know me, when I first took over Juneteenth, I had a mantra. It was one God, one love, one city. Mm-hmm. because I I believe uh we're all as one right and yeah. I believe that it's going to take us to merge us together right yeah. and so not just for black not just for white but for us together as a whole because Memphis is not one race we're a, multi- we're a multi-faceted race and we just need to work together so I was like you know what could we do this year being the last year we was virtual COVID is still around what can we do this year to continue to bridge the gap Uh, where we lack in racial division and racial reconciliation. And I was like, you know what, God, speak to my heart so I can lead this in the right way. And of course, this park in which we decided to move to was Health Sciences Park, uh, was uh, me and my team, we felt this is the move for racial reconciliation, right? Because we're able to now to see that what once was a park that only one race enjoyed, now all races will be able to enjoy this park because Juneteenth means freedom and freedom is free is about to be whomever and whatever you choose to be and literally love on everybody. And so I believe this year Juneteenth Festival will be a little different uh, to some, but for ones that appreciate trying to bring the racial reconciliation here in our city and the entrepreneurship, because we have so many things going with even pushing young people to entrepreneurship with their vending booths. Uh, There's an amazing big vision really just to pull people together. And so a lot of times people have the negative or the positive when they think about what used to be on those grounds of Health Sciences Park, right? Sure, sure. And so we want to change the way people feel. And we just want to change the way people look at that park and say, hey, we are free and we're going to work together. And Memphis is made of amazing people. And why not let's celebrate on those spots of ground where once it was a place that – All Memphis did not feel comfortable, but now we all can feel comfortable to come out to celebrate Juneteenth because Juneteenth does mean that we are free.
1: We are speaking with uh, Miss Lisa Franklin, and she is uh, the uh, president, CEO uh, and the guiding light as pertains to the Juneteenth Festival um, that has uh, shifted grounds from the from uh, from the church park. Uh, to Health Sciences Park uh, this year, and uh, for 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 those of us, or for those out there, not us, I I know, but 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 for those who don't know, the significance of Juneteenth. Can you briefly explain uh, what 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 the significance of it is?
5: Absolutely, I would be honored. One thing that when I took over, I wanted to make sure. Uh, sorry, I wanted to make sure that. People understood what Juneteenth means, right? right? Juneteenth is a holiday in the US that commemorates the announcements of the abomination of slavery and freeing of the last slaves in the state of Texas on June. 19, 1865. Right, right. More generally, the end emancipation of African American slaves throughout the Confederate South after President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation on September the 22nd, which was in 1862, which came in effective January 1, 1- eighteen sixty three. Mm-hmm. What really happened was two and a half years later, an amazing man by the name of General Gordon Granger literally went on horse and buggy to Gaddison, Texas to share to the slaves to read the general order number three. And a paraphrase of General Order Number Three said, all slaves are free. And so it was literally June 19, 1865 when that took place. And that's when it was coined as Juneteenth. Uh, reason why we celebrate Juneteenth. Because I believe we're not free until everybody is free. Even in our, in our city, in our world, that's we're right. dealing with so many things that's trying to cripple us. And it's going to take somebody to say, hey, can we work together to make this better for our people?
1: So, you know, having said what you just said in reference to that, this is the first time that I can ever what well, I, I think there's ever been when all the municipalities uh, have determined that Juneteenth would be a holiday this year. What do you think about all that?
5: Yes. Yes. It's for me. It was Uh, mind-blowing. I'm reminded of Glenn Jones Reed, the young lady that literally brought Juneteenth to Memphis, right? Mm -hmm. Because Juneteenth is celebrated all around the world. And Glenn, I believe right now, she is sharing, she's clapping in heaven, right, to see that everybody recognized the vision that she literally said 28 years ago, that we need to celebrate, we must celebrate Juneteenth. And now she's able to see her vision come to life even after her death. And that's one thing about vision. You have to make sure vision is in the hand of somebody that can continue the vision on. And one thing about this, it is important that we have been doing Juneteenth in Memphis for 28 years. Memphis has been leading. I'm on uh, the team of, I'm sorry, I get calls off. I'm on the team (laughs) of the national Juneteenth, right? And so we hear,
1: Go ahead. I'm chip? Right I said busy, busy. Go ahead. I was like, Yeah, I'm like, okay, y'all, okay, I can't <laughs> talk anymore. Um
5: we're uh, I'm on a part of the national Juneteenth, and we always are sharing what Memphis is doing, what Memphis is doing, what Memphis is doing. And I'm always proud. I just stick my chest out and say, y'all, we ain't new to this, y'all. We used to it. We've been celebrating Memphis uh, Juneteenth for 20 plus years. Right. So we will celebrate it before it was cool, before all the lights and camera. We were still being a champion. That Memphis Juneteenth, we mean freedom, and we can do this together.
1: We are speaking with uh, Talisa Franklin, and the uh, last couple of minutes here, Talisa, before you go, tell us, uh, give us the rundown. Tell us the, the who, what, when, where of uh, Juneteenth 2021.
5: Yes, Juneteenth twenty-one, takes place always Father's Day weekend, June 18th and June 19th right? Uh, in Health Sciences Park, right there at Union and South Dunlap. We will take over that park, and we'll have an amazing time. That Friday is going to be an amazing time, and then we're having inspiration night that means that 5 to 10 o'clock at night will be the best of the best of Mid-South gospel artists with the headliner, world renowned Ernest P, right? Yeah. And we're going to have that amazing event, and this is going to be a great time, right? And then on Saturday morning, y'all, we're going to start, we're going to kick it out with the Freedom Walk, because we're going to have all cultures, all races, all ages, we're going to walk around that park and say, hey, y'all, we free. We're walking around this park. Because any, many people that know the history of that particular park, mm-hmm. there was a time when certain races and people that look like you and I, here, right? Yeah. They couldn't walk in that park. Mm-hmm. And so not only will we walk in that park, but other cultures will walk in that park as well, right? Well, we'll be walking together because this is what Memphis is about. Yeah. Unity, racial reconciliation. Right. And then they're that, you know, I'm all about the young people because I am committed to seeing young people be great, right? Yeah, right? And so then the young people will take over the stage from 11 to four, majorette, dancers, uh, singers, all of that great stuff. And then after that, we have amazing, great music, amazing vendors. And then we'll have a special, uh, what we call a, a Wall Street, Black Wall Street, of Black entrepreneurs, which are children uh, selling their products and services. Because I always tell me, children are not our future, they're our now. What are we going to do with them now?
1: That's the boy. I tell you that that sounds like uh, a whole lot in a couple of days. So yes. uh, if people want to get in touch, if people want to find out more information, get, give it out. Give it
5: up. Absolutely. Go to MemphisJuneteenth.com. Again, that's www.MemphisJuneteenth.com or they can always call us at 901 281 6337.
1: Again, that's 901-281-6337. Man, you get me all excited. Before you go, <laughs> before you go, <laughs> before you go, talk talk to us about uh, briefly about your your new radio venture. Uh, that it seems to have been taking storm in this town. A new gospel presence has emerged. Tell us about it.
5: Well, I'm super excited. It's just not me. I'm just the one that's getting all the all the, the lights and the glory per I have an blah, amazing blah, team. Blah, blah,
1: blah, blah.
5: <laughs> I have an amazing <laughs> team that makes WABN the trend what it is today. Literally, we believe that we're trending music, culture, and conversations. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that, Talisa? We're trending the best music. We're actually having the cultural conversation in which our culture needs to have. And then we're bringing it all together on the one channel. And that channel is FM 104. Am twelve
1: forty WABN the trend. Look now, can you tell she's done just a little radio? I mean, just, <laughs> just, just a little radio. Sister, we still trying to bring out. You know, she's you know she's, she's so shy. You know, and everything. Yeah. But listen, my friend. You
5: know friend, I'm an introvert. I really am an introvert. Oh right? yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got.
1: So so so. Um. Uh. Listen, I want to thank you for uh, for coming on the show and for for talking to us and for educating us and for getting us all pumped and excited uh for what's to come and congratulations from me to you on you on uh on the trend uh that's a great radio yes. station and if anybody hadn't listened to it you need to check it out 1041 on the fm dial what is it 1240 Absolutely. am is that what you said I, am
5: 1240 and fm 104
1: wadn the trend and they can also listen online as well of course they can talisa yes. franklin <laughs> thank you so much my friend and we'll be talking soon okay take care of yourself
5: all right.
1: Be blessed, is my friend. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and that wraps up a really good, uh, real talk, Memphis. You know, when I when I uh, leave here on Monday evenings, I always sort of mentally process what has happened the past hour, and I really enjoyed this show. Uh, we have gotten some extraordinary information, some from some really really good people. I want to thank. Mark Morial, once again, president and CEO of the National Urban League. I want to thank Samayan Sampali. Uh, he, of course, is the 15-year-old uh, sophomore who is raising money via uh, GoFundMe for the country of India, who is undergoing such such tragedy right now that's the only way to put it so if you feel it in your heart and you feel compelled to do so please donate uh, to um his effort to, to help the folks uh in india uh via his go fund me page and finally Miss Talisa franklin uh, talked to us about the juneteenth festival gave us the history gave us the rundown and the whole nine yards so as adam plays us out of this joint. Uh, I want to thank you all for uh, giving us uh, an hour of your time. And by the way, uh, the show will be posted tomorrow. So you can get it wherever you get your favorite podcast. Uh, we're a podcast now. Did I tell you about that? Anyway. Uh, but thank you all for your support uh, and for your encouragement. And listen. Listen. Two things. Uh, if you know of a good guest uh, that you would like to uh, present to me in terms of uh, coming on this uh, broadcast, hit me up. Hit me up on Facebook or hit me up on CW Real at gmail.com. CW Real at gmail.com. Also, email me your questions for any particular guest I might have. So in the meantime... And between time, I want you all to uh, take care of each other, support, encourage, motivate, lift, don't push. For Adam, for Marquette, for Shelby, I'm Chip. And collectively, we're out.